Hey everybody, welcome to the Self-Consciousness Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Way, and uh, welcome to the end of 2023. It's been it's been a very interesting year, I'm sure, for everybody. Um, and I wanted to get this episode in. I'm literally like like three hours from like going on vacation, and I just thought I would get this in because uh, I love to push things to the very last minute. Um, but I also recognized that I was, you know, I didn't have much to say. I think I was just very much in it this year. So I appreciate you being here and for listening. Um, so yeah, so bear with me. I think there's, uh, you might hear my husband screaming on the phone downstairs. He's not screaming, he's working. And uh, perhaps some rooming in the uh, street behind my house. Hopefully this is coming in clear. And um, so I just wanted to to really make this episode and the, hopefully the part two so we can have 80 episodes. Uh, I wanted this to be kind of very much like in review. So... You know, I've I've been reviewing my life for about 47 years. <laughs> um, you know, there's been a lot of contemplation. There's been a lot of observation. There's been a lot of indulging in life. Um, and I came to a year of true vulnerability um, because I'm finding that what 2023 did is it, it on one hand, I felt more brave and more... Um, excited about creative projects and then on the other hand I also felt like lower than I have in a long time so uh and I know that this has been said for a long time is that we're going to experience more expansion but at the same time we're going to also experience the deeper the deeper stuff and I know I know that I neglected several sort of issues that I was healing uh, but this is the year they came in full force um these were the kind of the deeper things so you know i i've been reviewing i've been looking at some of my old videos on youtube i've been listening to some old episodes and uh you know i i really thought i was being vulnerable i'm sure at the time i was being vulnerable when i recorded a lot of those episodes and i think i was i was betting on no one listening to it I simultaneously made this podcast for everybody and just for me. <laughs> I I really did though. I really did hold this reality that that no one would listen, that no one would hear. Um so I'm going to use some like Gen Z terms. So I like I could be as like try hard <laughs> as pick me as engaging and sincere as witty and funny and not to mention adorable as I could possibly be so I could really um I could really work on what those masks were for so many years because I I really I really built up so many layers of my personality and uh, and it reminded me of something that they used to say to me in France when I when I lived and worked in France for a couple of years in my twenties. Um, they would call me. The word is charmante, charmante, char- charming, and and you know I 
I guess that's kind of how I always felt, you know, not belle, (laughs) but cute enough and with a personality and my personality, oh boy, my personality was really brought to the forefront this year. In in regards to what I put on for other people and what I would show and my refusal to sort of be extremely vulnerable on something like social media, um, realizing that in order to connect with people or engage with people on social media, there has to be a level of vulnerability, right, that you have to reach. And again, I thought I was being vulnerable, but I don't think I was. I don't think I really was. I th- I believe that I was, <sighs> I guess I believe I was like acting, you know, and, you know, I think that's very common for people. I learned about that word masks this year, masking, like people with ADD. Um, but, but, you know, I think this year I've recognized the severity of my own PTSD, my complex PTSD, and how it was really grabbing hold of me in so many ways. And uh, I, I, yeah, you know, I mean, this podcast has been my therapy. This podcast has been me working shit out. Um, just, I'm a talker. And, and it's interesting because for the last three, four months, I just haven't had anything to say. 2023 for me was really the year of me venturing out. It was like this lonely mom sort of seeking distraction. Uh, and that distraction turned into really inversion, a really kind of an inside-out look of Jennifer Way, or true inside-out look of me. I took, I took a really big swing when it came to kind of being out in public. Um, really big swing with my project, Sacred Comedy, and I don't really, I'm not really sure where this big gust of air came from to kind of push me in that direction. But I had come to a personal revelation around the time that I started this last year, last October, 2022. And I just sort of freed myself for a while and I really kind of sprinted forward. And I guess as, as this is a sort of typical thing, when you sprint yourself forward, you can very quickly become humbled. I think that's like a huge, a huge theme of my year is being humbled. Um, but I, I will say looking forward, my new point, the kind of next thing that I'm really reaching to grasp is to do things in a more automatic state of like self-preservation, um, being self-attentive, where I don't habitually just jump out of my body to meet someone else right away. Um, that's something that I do very quickly. I adjust my personality, I adjust my layer to really mimic or meet or mirror the person in front of me. And of course, I did see a lot of that stuff on the pop psychology of social media, and uh, which I don't love. I don't love it. I think, yeah, it can open up the doors for people who maybe didn't know these terms or aren't used to therapy, but I feel like I've just gotten too many messages from people who are not experts and it, it overwhelmed me. Um, so, so yeah, this was like a big realization I had about myself is that I really do automatically just go 
as soon as a new person is enters the room, I, I immediately abandon myself. Um, and I know it's going to take time to change that, but I feel like, it, you know, that that's kind of my goals moving forward is to be more habitually self-preservatory, self-preserving, um, and, and have it be more uh, like I'm used to it. Because for me, it's, it's just this, this horrible habit. Um, so when I, when I hold my own grounding or when I stand firm in my own grounding, that is, you know, we're always taught to like stand firm, be tall, all those things. But I think we've missed the point of it and I think what we need to do is really stand firm in our own grounding like a tree really like a tree I developed a meditation for my show that had to do with being a tree and I'm sure this is a meditation that's been done before um, but it came through when I asked for something that could work for sacred comedy because I wanted a very simple kind of visualization. I wanted something that was easy enough for people who were both familiar and unfamiliar with meditation and um, I considered kind of doing that meditation for you now but uh, maybe that's going to be for another episode. Um, because being like a tree has been probably the single most biggest lesson for me this year. It's such a symbolic way to frame how I want to live moving forward. Really being able to stretch out my branches, being able to catch the sunlight, but being more solid in my roots, being more respectful of this fucking being that I am, um, and there wasn't a lot of that uh, just growing up and over the last 40 years. So um, what I will say is this year, another thing that's sort of in review, it's, you know, like sacred comedy was a huge part of my year. I genuinely wanted everyone who feels pain, frustration, stuckness, whether that's from anxiety, depression, or even rage, to let me give them back a moment of attention in this energetic energetic container of sacred comedy. So making performance and entertainment a two-way street, because I think that's a huge part of what's missing. That really defined my year. And the failure of a couple of those shows and the sort of dwindling ticket sales and the dwindling bank account um, those also marked this year, which I knew were only, you know, you can really only learn the lessons if you fucking jump in. And that's what I did this year. I feel like I've been hiding in a cave for five years. Um, but this, this was really putting myself out there, getting my head chopped off, getting my nuts kicked, and then being like, okay, I'm going to go back in the cave just for a little bit. Um, but we finished out the year with, with a couple of really great shows that, um, you know, I, I know everyone felt, I know everyone felt it. Um, I did. And, and because I did, everyone did. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but I, I'm proud of myself. It's, it's not a very easy thing for me to say, but, but I'm pretty proud of myself. Um, another thing about this year that was extremely intense and I think affected me 
more than uh, I wanted to admit was what happened on October 7th. Around August and September, um, I was getting a lot of messages about like not rejecting my Judaism anymore, or at least my my ancestry of Judaism. Um, because I, you know, I'll put it this way. I, I was around August, September, I started noticing and you know I I know when I'm being pushed in a direction I know very much what it feels like to be pushed in a direction by my ancestors and especially by my most recently deceased family Um, they are around a lot and they are constantly nudging me uh yeah (laughs) so yeah it doesn't stop after they die thanks a lot you guys but um but I was being nudged And I was finding myself inclined to notice that I was seeing a real kinship around me in comedy in terms of Jewish people. I started understanding my deeper feelings of being understood better and seen by the people of my tribe. This voice of my ancestors was just hanging around all prior to October 7th in a way that I was taking note of and you know I was prompted to wear my grandfather's star of David this is again this is not like me one thing I need to explain to you is that I was a self-loathing Jew I dropped out of Hebrew school I felt very rejected by our childhood temple who literally kicked my mother out of the temple when my parents got divorced so I felt rejected in childhood so I rejected it right back I rejected the temple I rejected you know Judaism I had absolutely no sexual interest in another Jew (laughs) it was just this is what defined my life prior to October 7th you know I there was always this sense of hiding my Jewishness my whole life. Um, yeah, nose job. Boom. Two words. There you go. You know, my name change from Bukhbut, which is a mor- intense Moroccan-Israeli name, to Wei, uh, my, my American-born Chinese husband's last name. I distance myself from my hometown Jews. I distance myself from all Jewish culture in my life. However, I I also uh, was working. I was working pretty hard in college on a documentary about um, the diaspora of Jews, the history of the diaspora, and I was intent on doing a documentary about my father uh, visiting Morocco, going back to Morocco to his childhood, to his birthplace, to to be back because he hadn't been back in so many years. And there's so much I had learned about how he made it to Israel and, and kind of what the Zionists did. And, you know, now this word is being thrown around so much and it's just, it's really interesting to me. Anyway, so this is just to give you a background. So then October 7th hit. And all I can say is that my my ancestors screamed through every cell in my body. I could feel their pain. I could feel their fear. I could feel feel their dread. I could feel their agony. And I could hear their thoughts. And those thoughts were, they're going to do it this time. They're finally going to get rid of us. Now, these are thoughts and feelings I never had. 
I was sobbing for days. I did not understand it. Um, I didn't even sob like that when my mom died. And again, I have distanced myself from everything Jewish. But my ancestors were, were, were nudging me, right? Nudge, nudge, whatever. Whatever kind of Yiddish you want to use. And, um, and then it made sense as to why. And, you know, again, like, I only held on to my Jewishness as a punchline. And maybe like an in when it suited me. And like when I was ever in the presence of anyone who was non-Jewish or a person of color, for that matter, so embarrassing, I would shove my Moroccan-ness like way to the front. I was like so relieved at not being a Snow White girl. I was, I had pride in being slightly beige with like coarse curls and a shapely tuchus. If you don't know what tuchus means, it's ass. You know, I I was extremely excited about being able to relish in my mixed background that, to be honest, most of the world's population would disregard. It's a truth, but still, you know, uh, I was putting a lot of emphasis on it. I was a little too excited. And, and you know, like, now I get to check two boxes, white and Middle Eastern slash North African. I mean, this is, you know, trying to escape my background more than you could ever. But but again, focusing on that one part of me. Yeah, you know. I mean, good thing I'm a Gemini, you know, but I have one side that accepts my dual nature and I have one side that does not at the same time, right? I'm every human. Okay, you'll never hear me sing again. Okay, anyway, what a fucking year, right? I just like, it's insane to me that, um, People are having these discussions. I'm not going to go into kind of all everything that's happening. I am not pro bombing the shit out of people and splitting and and, and just uh, anyway. All that happened this year. All this is to say that my entire life changed this year. Um, how I saw myself, how I saw other people. Um. I never in a million years thought I would be siding with people that I haven't sided with in 47 years. Um, But there was a visceral reaction to what happened on October 7th for me. Um, And my, my ancestors came in very clear and they were like, you're, you're literally just feeling everything that we've been feeling and we've been trying to get your attention about it. So I was, I was not, I I am not, I am no longer a self-loathing Jew. I can proudly say that. I am not in support of the bombings and the absolute mutilation of families, explosion of children into part. I mean, this, this is insanity to me. And I also am absolutely heartbroken and gutted for my family. I have a lot of family still in Israel, a lot of family who lives on uh, kibbutzes. And, you know, this is a personal thing. For, this is extremely personal for me. This is something I've had to kind of grapple with. And now to see the world grappling with it is... I don't know what to tell you. I don't know even what to say here. Um, it's been, uh, you know, anyway... it. it 
it's important for me to to understand how it affects me, but I can't expect other people to understand my perspective and to hear people's perspective who have like no skin in the game. And uh, it's it's very upsetting. Um, and yeah, I, I I think in the especially in the very beginning to to feel what it felt like to have people rush to you know claim that shit didn't happen that kind of thing it's it's devastating anyway anyway moving on uh the other thing that i also realized is that oh here we are um every inch of my background every part of my ancestry is at war right now my mother's side is from kiev right but they were there when it was russia um, so Kiev, that, <laughs> and Israel at the same time. Um, no wonder I've felt stressed this year, but I've never felt such ancestral fire. I've never felt such intense sadness, agony, and depression. And, and knowing what's coming, I think we all feel what's coming. I really hope that it doesn't happen, but I'm I'm kind of I've kind of lost hope. And uh, ah, let's end that on a great note. So uh, I am going to do a part two because the part two is just going to be uh, a, I asked for a download. I did ask for a download to kind of get all this shit together. Like I I really wanted to express kind of like what my year has been. And, you know, I haven't been doing spiritual work. I haven't been doing anything. I have been looping. I have been in a depressed state. um, And I have turned every bit of my focus towards my family because that's, you know, and my own health. So um, though everything else is just going to come secondary, not to mention that we produced eight shows at Sacred Comedy, woohoo! And we are now, we've already produced about five episodes of the Sacred Comedy podcast, so, um, you know, taking stock of the year, it's it's been a great, productive, artistic, creative year. Um, and I finally got a job. <laughs> Um, you know, that was another thing. I'm working in a cafe. I'm working in a vegan cafe in my town, a vegan cafe that I love, doing work that I've never done before, you know, working through all the thoughts or assumptions I had about that kind of work. Um, it's been, and, you know, speaking of ch-ch-changes, fucking Mary Pen- Mary Penamos. <laughs> Perimenopause is kicking my ass. That should be the highlight of everything. That's that really just fucking full circle. You know, uh, that the perimenopause is like a lens on your life that is dark. It's grainy. It's spiked. Can you imagine wearing spiked lenses? It's fucking a nightmare. Um, I'm trying all the things. So uh, if you have advice, I'll take it. Um, but I am trying many, many, many different things. So it's been a year. It's been a year. And I would love to know what the year has been like for you. I mean, I think that um, there's a sense of bravery that I feel. Um, I feel like people are, I feel like people are taking the time to really understand themselves now, which is very exciting to me. Um, and I know that as things get better, 
they're obviously getting worse. And I do feel like things are just going to continue getting worse. Remember like back in like 2015 <laughs> when when stuff was like bad, but like we were like, oh my God, how much worse could things get? <laughs> Can you believe it? How fucking far we have gone? Um, how insane, like people are talking about aliens. It's just, yeah. Wow, there's just there's just no frame of reference for anything anymore. So over at the Sacred Comedy Podcast, which is going to be primarily a video podcast, it's going to be on YouTube. Follow us at Sacred Comedy on YouTube. Um, it's it's just going to be these discussions with these amazing people that I know. A lot of them, you know, we're we're bringing together comics and healers, but most of the healers that I know and that I really adore are also stand-up comedians so the the conversations are fun they're light you know we're, we're getting into all crazy kinds of things but it is a fun thing to watch and um, I hope you start listening to that as well and and like I said earlier you know self-consciousness podcast will continue I feel like I'm just giving you like a report card is it does that all right what's my grade um Anyway, uh, what else did I do this year? I built a feral cat shelter for a cat that is living in our backyard, which is pretty awesome because I can't really build anything. Um, I I made so many new friends. Um, I, you know, it's, uh, yeah. My daughter went to high, is like entered high school, which is exciting. Um, It's uh, transitions. Lots of transitions. Um, so anyhow, thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for part two.